Well, uh, again, I offer a, a word of thanks to all who are helping me with the boys during these couple weeks when I am particularly uh, busy. I mean, preaching both week weekends, I have the boys and, and teaching an intensive class, and so I couldn't uh, do it without the village, and I am uh, grateful to each and every one of you who have been a support and a lifeline to me. Uh, Kendra did a wonderful job this morning talking about uh, Jonah, and so I'm just going to, no, I'm going to read for you now from Jonah chapter 4, and yes, uh, it's, a, it's a short chapter, and so let's listen to the word of God. But this was very displeasing to Jonah, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord and said, O oh Lord, is not this what I said while I was still in my own country, that this is why I fled to Tarshish at the beginning, for I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and ready to relent from punishing and now, O oh Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord, Lord want to know what's going on. Jonah admits it's my fault, gets finally tossed overboard so that the, the ship and all the sailors are safe, and they praise God, the one God. And then God protects Jonah by swallowing up in this big fish where he's got to sit there and think about it for a couple days before he's... Uh, back up, you know, regurgitated back up onto dry land. Well, the calling hasn't gone away because God comes back again and says, Jonah, I told you I want you to go to Nineveh. So he's like, <clears throat> I feel like this story really fits my life right now because the boys are a lot like this, you know. So then they've been, you know, he was mad about it, but now, okay, begrudgingly, he goes to Nineveh, he marches through the city, he tells them to repent of their wicked ways, and immediately, they all, from the, the king right down to the lowest person, they all turn from their evil ways. And Jonah, rather than rejoicing in what God has done and the fact that all of the Ninevites have, have, have recognized the true God, he's mad. And he says, I told you, I told you why I didn't want to go, that, that these people, you're going to like save them, and I don't want you to save them. You see, in the first place, Jonah is going to walk away from what God's asking him. And in the second place, he wants to bend God's will to his own will. But either way, he's not doing the job of the prophet. Either way, Jonah is trying to go away from what God wants him to do, thinking in some, some manner that he knows better. And believe it or not, this story of Jonah is actually a real story about the grace of God and how it works in our lives. Now, there are two main things I want you to see here about God's grace. And the first one is that we have the capacity to resist the grace of God. God's grace comes to us, and in our human free will, we can always say yes to God or say, no, God, I think I'll do my own thing. You see, God's grace is never forced upon us. We have to agree that we're going to accept and respond to God's grace and go and do as God would ask us to do. When, uh, when I lived in Fort Worth a number of years ago, I had uh, three. I had two dogs, and my neighbors had a third, and they used to play together all the time. 
And uh, sometimes Ethan, who was my border, border terrier, and you know a terrier is like, nah, 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 nah. and Henry, my Sheltie, who, you know, very refined and elegant, should be wearing a tuxedo, would get together with their friend Jasmine from down the block, who was a big black lab. Now, you know labs are always like, oh, gee, I love everybody, I'm a lab. You know, so these are three different kinds of dogs. And when they would be down having a play date, inevitably I would line the three of them up at some point and say, okay, who's ready for a treat? And I would take the milk bone and I would show Ethan the terrier milk bone and Ethan would be like, ah, and I'd toss it his way. He'd grab it, chomp, 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 swallow, he's ready for the next one. And then I'd go to Henry and I'd say, Henry, treat, and I'd show him the treat and I'd gently lob it his way. Henry would grab that treat in his mouth and then he would have to go off to a corner with it. And he would always be looking back to see if someone was following him. I used to call him Lot's wife because he had to always look back. And so Henry, he'd go over the corner, he'd lick it, he'd nibble on it, he'd take his time with the treat. And meanwhile, I'm with Jasmine, the big black lab, and I'm ja Jasmine, I had treat. Now, I would show it to her, let her see it really good. We'd do this ritual a hundred times, you know, and there I'd be, gently lob it at the lab, and it would go doink off her forehead or doink off her her muzzle, because Jasmine, the lab, never learned how to open her mouth. And of course, Ethan would grab up her treat, and then I'd have to eh, stick it in there so that she would get her treat. Now, you see, this is exactly the way God's grace works. God's grace is a gift to us, and some of us are always opening ourselves and ready to receive and to respond and to gobble down God's grace. Some of us, we got to take our time, we got to look at it, I know what you want me to do, God, but I think about it for a while, and I'll be back to you in a little bit. And some of us are like Jasmine, doink, doink. The grace just keeps bouncing right off of us because we haven't learned how to receive that gift of God and to respond. You see, grace is this thing that works in our lives that never circumvents our free will, that always gives us a chance to respond to God or just kind of sit there like a bump on a log. So when we know this about grace, you see, it's not even always the big things. Like, you know, Jonah has this big thing that comes to him that God wants him to do, to go over there to Nineveh. But for you and me, it's the little things every day in, in, in small ways where God's grace is reaching to us and we can, like, respond or not. And the more we respond, the better we are at it. So... The other day when, when uh, I had to get the boys up to Chapel Hill at 9 o'clock to, to, to get to Project Transformation, and then I had to get down to the campus to teach my intensive class, and, and I'm really caught up, and I drop the boys off. I come out of Chapel Hill, and there in the parking lot, there's a guy, can't get his car started. He jumps out of his car, and he goes, can you help me uh, get my car started? And and what do I do? I look at my watch. I say, you know, I got to get to work. And then, of course, I said, all right, all right. 
And later on, I mean, it took him literally five minutes, was no, but why didn't I just say, of course I'll help you? Why did I have to stop at that moment, right, and do my own, because I was caught up in my own little self-centered thing and I wasn't open to the grace of God saying, please, go, just go over and, and move your car and let this guy do what he needs to do. Now, what happens, though, is see God's grace now, it awakens something in me. So that I could say, God, I'm sorry I did that. And you can better, better, uh, you can be well assured that if it happens again, you know, I'll know exactly what to do. Well, that's the way God's grace works in helping to teach us and helping to show us who we are and what God asks of us. And so in this story of Jonah, the first thing we see is that Jonah has the choice to respond to God or not. Just because God comes to us, even if it comes to a prophet, we can always run the other way. And like I like to say, you can run from God, but you sure can't hide. Now, there's a second thing about grace here that is super important, and that is that sometimes we get the impression that God's grace is really only available for some people. Or, better put, we want God's will to bend to our will, right? That, oh, oh you know, God, I don't want you to save the Ninevites. We don't like the Ninevites. We don't want you to be good to the Ninevites. And, and believe you and me, all of us have certain biases that we operate under that if it were up to us, if it were up to us, we would not have God go to those people. We just assume that God just cast them aside. But you see, the story of Jonah is telling us that God is a God of all people. Sometimes we think that in the Old Testament, it's all about God's chosen people. It's all about the people of Israel. And in this story of Jonah, the people who are faithful and turn themselves and open themselves to God are the pagans. It's not this man of God, Jonah. It's the sailors on the ship. It's the Ninevites who are the quickest to respond to God, while that one who is supposedly the, the man of God, a man of Israel, is the one who is refusing God's grace. What an interesting story when you get right down to it. Because it tells us over and over again that God is a God who has created all people. God is a God whose grace is reaching out to everyone. And if we are willing to do what God asks and to go where God sends us, who knows what life we might touch with God's grace. And so it is a call to us on this day, when we read this story of Jonah, to ask ourselves, first of all, Am I open to, am I receiving God's grace? Am I going where God wants me to go? Am I doing what God wants me to do? Or am I going another way? And then secondly, it's a call to us to ask, are there people that we really want to be outside of God's grace? Are there people that God would have us reach and have us go to with the gospel of Christ that we think, no, we don't want to, can't, shouldn't, and God, please don't make us. You see, Jonah may be a reluctant prophet, but in some ways Jonah is all of us because at some point or another, each one of us 
has this resistance to God's grace. And the gospel tells us that God is waiting to give us so much grace so that we might be light in the world, salt in the world, and help others see the very face of Christ. And so Jonah ends with a question, and so do we. Will you go where God has sent? Will you offer Christ to the people that God asks us to go to? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.